Yes, sir. We are here live in effect. Zach, what's up, baby? How's it going, Good, Sammy? good, man. Glad to be here. Yeah, exactly, man. I'm excited. We finally get to break out this uh, our Indiana football podcast. Um, shout out to the Beyond the Big Ten. Shout out to the Big Ten. Um, and yeah, I mean, yeah. let's give uh, the folks a little intro about us, you know, before we jump into this. You can go first. All right. Um, so I'm from the Bay Area. Um, grew Bay up room? Rudin, <laughs> Bay Area. Uh, grew up a uh, big, big sports fan. Uh, thanks to my, thanks to my dad. Um, very spoiled. Uh, Warriors, uh, Niners, Giants, of course. And A's. A um, little bit of Raiders here and there, but they're a little crazy. <laughs> um, but I was a so I was a COVID. Uh, grad okay. um coming out of high school so i didn't have that full senior year i had one of the worst years i think anyone could have um three weeks before uh covid my dad passed away um and that completely changed my life um and i didn't really know what to do um once covid hit my grief was really delayed um I'm still grieving, but his his loss, you know, continues to persevere, continues to, you know, keep me going. And the reason why I'm so passionate about that. Um, that said, I ended up at Indiana because it was the only reasonable option for me. I didn't. I didn't have any other options. California schools are very hard to get into. Um, and thankfully, I'll never forget. My mom and I had a trip here, and she was like, this was like two weeks after he passed away. And she was like, we don't need to go, but if you still want to. And I thankfully I did, otherwise I wouldn't be here right now. Right. But this this school has meant the world to me. I'm, I feel I couldn't have ended up at a better spot. It was a culture shock. Um, I'm getting the best of both worlds, getting a a degree in the media school and a minor in the business school. Um, that, that aside. So when I was a freshman here, um, it was a COVID 2020 season Mm -hmm. and I had heard a lot about the football team and the basketball team, but specifically when it comes to the football team that they suck, like we're just cursed. And boy, I didn't know what I was getting myself into against that game against Penn State, but that had me hooked. It was the best memory of my freshman year. And ever since then, I've just been hooked on the team Um, and covering them through um, Hoosier Huddle, which is an independent um, media company. And I've pretty much been doing everything for them (laughs) these past three years. it's allowed me to make a lot of connections, um, really see what a, a different pers- perspective of the game that I've never witnessed before. Right. And um, to to round it off, uh, the the most thing, the thing I'm most excited for with uh, this beyond the Big Ten is the platform and the audience that they're giving us, and the ability to talk with the players and the coaches without being su- suppressed. And also getting, you know, getting your perspective to me. Uh, I've never played football. I was a baseball player. <laughs> and it's a toughest sport. Like the, the pe- preparation and dedication that the players put in, whether it's in the film room, 
like are on and off the field. People don't see that. And I want to, I want to try to fix that. And especially for this program, which has, you know, been, been historically not good. So I'll throw it right back at you, Simi. Yeah, no, I mean, um, first of all, sorry for your loss. Um, you know, that's, uh, never easy to deal with. Um, but I would like to say, you know, that I think our stories are very similar in the sense that, you know, I didn't really have too many options. I, I think I had maybe two scholarships um, coming in or out of high school, and Purdue was my biggest one. Um, and ironically, it's the biggest rivalry between each other. Um, but uh, in that process, um, I really wanted to go to Indiana. I knew about um, Kelvin Wilson and the offense, and I knew that every receiver pretty much that you know landed there um, was touching over five, 600 yards. And um, that's what really, you know, got me intrigued, especially, you know, being raw at the position. Um, and so during that, that time frame, I would say uh, right out of high school, I was trying to figure out where I was going to go. And the day before signing day, I ended up signing with uh, Indiana. Um, shout out to Cody Lattimore leaving for draft. That opened up a big window for me. <laughs> um, but it was a blessing, man, because... Um, I didn't really have too many options. I didn't know what was going to be if it wasn't football or if I, I got a scholarship and I was just in that tough position. And so um, it means the world for me, you know, to be here representing IU on this podcast. Um, my time at Indiana, um, you know, I, I joined uh, 2014, uh, went to 2018. Uh, luckily, I got out before the COVID season. Um, but um, I would say that being a part of this and being able to share a story and bring light to the players, like you said, and, you know, there's always trash talk being thrown around Indiana. And I think that, you know, it, it starts from within and we just got to change that narrative, whether, you know, we could, you know, talk about it in a positive perspective or um, really just go out when the lights come on and shine. Um, and I think that this year is going to be a big year for the boys. Um, and I'm excited about that. And I'm excited we get to cover that. Um, and really dive deeper into that, get closer with the coaches. Um, I'm not too familiar with all the coaches there now, um, besides Tom Allen and um, Mike Pichuk. Um, But I'm excited to get back in there, get in that environment, and you know see how it really unfolds this year, um, especially with all the new add-ons to the team. Um, I'm just ready to change that narrative. Um, yeah, me too. Okay, and I, can pause. I want to point this out like I'm on campus um, and words matter, especially when it's with the students right now. I don't see anyone wearing any football gear or just talking football. It sucks. And words matter. You know, the energy on campus matters. And 100%. I mean, it'll start to change, you know, as leading up to game day. But, you know, I, I want these stands packed. I don't want people leaving uh, at halftime. Halftime? Oh, my gosh, um, man. I hate it walking outside. Yeah. You know, if you go down one touchdown and you come out halftime, you got half the stadium gone. It used to make me lose my mind. And that's another thing that is huge with, you know, the game. Like, you need that extra support. That's why the Seahawks are so good, the 12th man. You know, that extra support, that yeah. energy, that we feed off that, not just let alone what we have to do on an everyday basis to even prepare for that. That energy is like next yeah. level, and it's absolutely game-changing. 
Yeah. All right. Well, switching on to the next, our next topic and really diving in here. Um, and we'll go back to the campus talk um, towards the end, as well as yeah, a great sure. quarterback competition going on. But so we're going to dive into the X's and O's part of the, the part of the um, podcast right now. Um, give you some of the strengths of the team, some of their weaknesses, um, some sleepers, some breakout candidates. Um, so do you want to go first? Um, just, you know, throw out some good strengths of the program. Yeah, I mean, we've always been strong um, offensively. Um, every now and then, you know, defense creeps in and, you know, holds their ground. Um, but overall, I think um, what we need to do is get clicking on all three cylinders. Um, we need the defense, we need the offense, and we need the special teams. Because, um, you know, we've always had years, like even during my time, we've had a bunch of years where we were top, in top five in all offensive categories and then dead last in defensive categories. And, you know, that never gets the job done. And so I would say, you know, some of the weaknesses that we need to focus on going into this season is just making sure that everyone knows their job, knows the importance of, of this season and the importance of their role. So then once we all click on the same page, you can actually see, you know, the difference in between a team that has all – three cylinders clicking rather than just, oh, that's a really good offensive team or that's a really good defensive team. Um, and so that's my, my my biggest hope for the season going into it. I want to see, you know, everyone turning up, whether it's offense, defense, and special teams. I, I want to see kicks running back. I want to see punts ran back, block punts, interception, fumbles, you know, touchdown celebrations. Like, uh, that's that's my goal. And that's my hope for them boys. And I, I really think that, you know, with everything going into the team and the energy change around it and, you know, Tom Allen bringing in the right guys, I think that that's going to be the mindset for them guys as well. Yeah. What's, my, your, my, what's your take on that? My my first strength is just what the program is built on. And that's LEO um, loving each other. And of late, the past two years, it hasn't really been real. Um, it hasn't really been put into action and I'm sure Tom Allen will agree with that um but it, it's it can be real I saw it um in 2020 um and it's not just about what goes on on the field it's off the field and I've t I, the player the players have elaborated to it the amount of love that the coaches as well as each other uh, the, the players each other like they you know generally love each other and they they respect each other and they agree to disagree because that's what allows them to get better allows them to get better um that said this this program this year compared to the past few years is is pretty vet uh, it's a veteran group um you know 2020 yeah. we we lost our defensive coordinator um after that season which which uh well we lost our, de our our defensive coordinator and offensive coordinator but the the past two seasons yeah, have just been we've just been horrible and we have little to no expectations it, and i think not that's the a best. strength <laughs> i th i think that's a strength this year like what do we have we have we have a lot to lose especially Tom Allen, but 
you know, like no one's expecting us to make any noise. And I know the players that that's going to fire them up. This team's hungry. Um, we have a great, make it better. Yeah, it better. Yeah, th- this this team's hungry, and I think more than the past few years, they're really playing for Tom Allen and everyone in the program because, especially with the additions of the other the other programs, like man, <laughs> this is their last shot to change things around. Um, do you, you you feel the same? Yeah, and I I think I think the players really buy into that. Honestly, yeah. um, he's a very passionate coach, and he wears his emotions on his sleeve. And what he says, he actually means. It's just you know, as a player, am I really gonna lock in? And if you you buy in and you really lock in, that's when things start clicking. When you got people that are like, ah, I don't like what this guy's saying. I don't like how he's running this, or he's too. That's that's where you start losing. You you auto- automatically start losing because you got a losing mindset. You got to, you know, buy in. That LEO is real big. I don't know if they've done it the past couple of years, but I, I saw recently that they did um, the family building program. And it's basically with like this X, it's like six X Marines. And they have this like gauntlet of like. Yeah, they did it this past year. I, I guess building, you know, trust, you know watching each other's backs, make sure you communicate. It's all about, you know, just team bonding. And you go through this training for, I think, two or three days, I believe it is, and it's brutal. It's all kind of like weird stuff you never thought that you would do as a football player. But it's a bigger picture. It's it's allowing you guys to communicate. It's, it's allowing, you know, that that bond to form, that that really trust, that that real message comes out, you know. And I think that if they actually take what they learn from that program, take how Coach Allen is applying that that effort, that energy, that love and emotion that he he coaches with every game in practice, I really think that that's when the season will turn around. Yeah. Um, because at the end of the day, um, it's only so much coaches can do. You know, at the end of the day, you got to go strap up those shoulder pads and a helmet, put the cleats on, and you got to go make plays. And the unit needs to come together and realize, hey, everyone's going to talk trash about Indiana football. Everyone's going to talk trash about any football program that's not producing as what they think they should be doing. But only way to change that narrative is go smack people in their face. Go play ball. Go have fun. And it doesn't matter who we're facing. As long as you guys got each other, as long as you got that same mindset and realize what you put in during that camp, that's what really takes you to that next level. And that's what I'm hoping to see, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, the narrative, I will say, was changing. I remember waking up and seeing on ESPN Sage Steele talking about her former school and Tom Allen. But then all of a sudden, after the Cincinnati game in 2021, which we honestly easily could have won, um, yeah, you know, the, the narrative has just gone downhill. And, and – being, you know, us in the media now, mer- narratives matter because the players know what the narratives are. And it's it's concerning when when the, the narrative is what it's at right now. Um, but things can change very quickly. And the only way to change that, go strap up them pads and go hit somebody in the <laughs> face. 
that's you what know, we gotta everyone's do. gonna talk you can't you gotta block that noise out man that's that that's how we change that narrative yeah and the players know i've talked to them they know mm-hmm. what people say and you know it matters i'm a big energy guy like you know when i step into the locker room you know i feel that and and it sucks yeah. you know i i don't like you know seeing our team get smacked and i know you don't either and the players don't and the coaches like so they care a whole heck of a lot um so let, let's dive into some more like on the field stuff um what what uh specific group are you looking at this season that you know just on paper or you know preseason it's like you know this is this is the unit to watch out for yeah on on paper um and just you know overall looking at it i'm going with the d line um we got a bunch of new transfers coming in and they look like some big boys they're veterans and you know a couple of them played in the sec uh we talked about uh what's the what's the one d line that just came in from central michigan andre carter exactly so it's i feel like that addition is going to be game changing um put more pressure on that quarterback um stop the run and then it only allows more opportunities for those dbs and those linebackers to make plays and so i'm going all in with the d line um just because i know that's game changing you got someone to control that that front and and get pressure on that quarterback it changes the game completely and so um i got all my eggs in the basket with the d line that's who i'm most excited about even though i'm a receiver guy uh they're gonna get their love but right now i'm going with the d line yeah and um I'm 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 hoping that um that I can see some big play out of the quarterback position as well. Um still trying to figure that part out, but um that also is a huge part of the game as well. Um so uh, I got D-line first and then I got QB second. All right, right on. Yeah, no. What about I, yourself? I agree with those takes. Um for me, I'm I'm looking at your position, the wide receiver unit. Uh this year very, very veteran group. Um, I'll start with my guy, Donovan McCauley. Let me tell you, he's a baller, and he made this amazing one-handed catch during the spring game. They even had him designed uh, some some fade routes. He's going to be getting the ball a lot. He can line up in the slot. He can line up outside. He's a former quarterback. He started against Maryland. Uh, he, he was, a four, I think, a four-star out of high school. He's very good. Um, And then we also picked up um, a transfer from Clemson who had his ups and downs there, but he, he, uh, he, he's, he's the guy, the more underrated receiver. His name's EJ Williams. He's about six, three frame. Um, He'll be on the outside um, probably along with McCauley and then Cam Camper um, and Dequeese Carter. Yeah, Camper is oh, a baller. I, right. Camper is one of the guys that I have my eyes on as well. Um, yeah. With the transfer in, what is he? I think he came from Fordham. Yeah. Ford, yeah, Fordham. So the Carter and, came from man. Fordham, and he put up straight numbers, like broke a lot of records there. Um, he's got like four, four, yeah. four, three speed. I think we'll, he'll probably be the slot guy. He'll probably be the slot guy. Behind yeah, him is Cameron that he, Perry. Looking at him as the slot position. Yeah. This this wide receiver group is very good. And 
you know, they, they just, <laughs> they got to be able to get the ball because they didn't really get the ball last year, except for Camper. Of Camper was the guy. He's coming off an ACL, but um, he's going to be healthy week one. And, you know, you go back and watch that game against Cincinnati. He can play. He can run that 10-yard out route. And, you know, he, he can catch that ball. He can find ways to get open. But that's that's the group that I'm looking for. And he got for. that dog in him. He's got that dog in him. That's the, the group that, that I'm looking dog. for. Um, and my, my breakout player we mentioned earlier is Andre Carter. Oh, my God. His bull rush is amazing. He, he had about three or four sacks during the spring game. Um, he, can't, he comes from Spencer, uh, Central Michigan with not a heck of a lot to lose. It's his last year playing college football. I know he's got hopes and dreams of playing in the NFL. He comes from a tough background, but he can play he can play on the inside and outside and he's a dog and they're saying a lot of good things about him. So look out for him. Who's your breakout uh player? Yeah, and yeah, I was gonna say, um, I mean he's no he's he's new to Indiana, but the the Hoosiers know his family very well. Um I'm thinking I'm going with QB uh Taven Jackson. Okay. Um, is that is, I said his name correctly? Yeah, correct? yeah, Taven Jackson. Taven, I, I right? call him Taven Jackson Davis because sure. of his brother, and then he's like, he doesn't go by Taven Jackson Davis. He goes by Taven I'm, Jackson. I'm gonna call him TJ. Okay. I got. I don't. I don't know what's gonna come down with the QB position, but if my man's in the game, I think he's gonna be able to control it. I think he's gonna be able to sling the rock. Um, hopefully, you know that you know O line supports him and allows him, you know, to really thrive. Um, cause you know, the big 10, they got some, they got some dogs on that opposite end of the old line. So, yeah. um, I'm hoping Indiana can hold it down on the offensive line side. So TJ can really ball out, but that's my breakout candidate of the year as well. Yeah. Yeah. And the sleeper for me on the, I'll just mention the defensive line is Anthony Jones. I heard he had a really, um, he, he, he did, he's had a really good off season. He's a transfer from Oregon. Um, very highly recruited out of Las Vegas, and he, he's going to be able to get some playing time this year and uh, put his name on the map. Um, so I guess we'll we'll move on here um, to the more of the the playbook. Yeah, we can hop it. We can hop into the week one playbook. Yeah, Ohio the Buckeyes, State, man. Or uh, it's, it's hey, it's just it's like don't get me wrong. I know that they've done great work and they've put up great accolades but it's another team another team that's in the way of the final goal and nothing changes you you, you trust the work that you put in you trust all the time you spent with you know your brothers in those meeting rooms on the field and you put all that to the test ohio state is ohio state nothing's going to change game one we need to look at them as they're in the way not that we got to play these boys. They're in the way. That's yeah. how I'm viewing it. Um, and I think that if we can go in there with that mindset and, and really attack that, it's going to be better than a close game. Like um, I remember w- when I was going into week one against Ohio State. and 2014. Was this your uh, freshman? Was it, it was, 2014? Or... Well, 2014 was a different outcome, man. Okay. <laughs> uh, 
we 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 ended up losing uh, two quarterbacks that year, and um, Xander Diamant was our I think third stream, and Xander had, held his ground, but you know he was also thrown in the fire pit as well. Um, it got to one point I remember uh, we were playing them, and we got backed up to like the one yard line. I swear to God, the 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 ground was shaking. I couldn't hear myself think. We had two missed snaps. The ball's going back toward the end zone. Man, when I say that the, the the Ohio State's arena or stadium, the what is it, the shoe? What is it called? Yeah, they call it. The I don't even shoe. know what it's called. How much I don't like them. <laughs> that place was rocking. We need we need that. That's what we need first game in Blue Bitted, Okay. Yeah, yeah. I I think there, it's going to be a packed. It's going to be a packed house. The the scouting report on the Buckeyes going into the season is they don't have a quarterback yet. Yeah, they're still undecided. And it's looking like it's not gonna be the guy that was posting his AMG Benz on, on Instagram. I don't I don't <laughs> I don't think the coach is like that. But if we're gonna beat Ohio State, it's gonna be week one at Memorial Stadium in Bloomington. And you know, my best memory from freshman year was like seeing us beat Penn State and let me tell you, it was one of the best memories. I'll have it the rest of my life. And I want another one of those. The the scouting report is it's Ohio State. They're the third team in the country. But the there's nothing for us to lose. You know? Um we we have come close, especially in twenty twenty. You know, we were down three touchdowns at half. Penix came out, him and Fry Fogel and all the guys, you know, came all the way back. We had the ball on the last drive. Like, that's what I want and need from this program going into week one. We got to hold our own. We've done it before. I think it was back in, um, I want to say 2018, 2017. We were tied going into halftime. Then we got steamrolled in the second half. But that's going to help this year. If we, if we can have the game tied at halftime with this veteran group, we're going to have a chance. We're going to have a chance. And, you know, like Ohio State's driving Benzes. We're driving RAV4s like, <laughs> and, and Camrys. Like, you know, we're not getting the NIL yet, but it's going to change. It's going to change. And, and I think that all ties back to, man, clicking on all three cylinders. I mean, you, I've had so many close games with them with them in the sense that you know we either tied or we're up a touchdown or we're down a touchdown at halftime and then we come out and it's 42 to 28 somehow um so i think if you really if they really buy in with like they're just a team in our way we got the best quarterback we got the best receiver we got the best defense and we got the best special team players, and they really believe that. Then that's when it really goes that distance. And then you know, you know, you're not, you know, getting a close game. You're not losing by seven, or you're not losing by twenty. Um, and I think it's it's it, it legit all boils down to mindset because everyone's talented on that team. They're in the Big Ten. It's Indiana. Yeah. Like just because we didn't have the best record in the past couple of years doesn't mean they're not top athletes. Everyone's still top tier on that that team, and they just got to really change that mindset and 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 close the game when, when we're up don't celebrate because we're up you know what was kobe yeah. famous line job's not finished yet job's not done you know um and i think that's truly how it has to go because it can it's easy you know to go up on a you know number three ranked team in the country 
and, and feel good about yourself, but it'll feel 10 times better once you close it out and you get to celebrate it the right way. Not, hey, I, I had a great game against Ohio State, but we lost. But, you know, that celebration, it's, it's different. It hits different when you can actually go finish the job. You also get to, you know, play your game how you want to play, put everything in your mindset, how you visualize that game going. And then you go out there and, and, and execute on that and, and get the W. The celebration's crazy. And, and that's, yeah. that's where I really want them boys to do for us. I, I really need them to change this narrative because no bombs at Indiana, man. We just had, you know, some couple of bad plays that, you know, didn't go our way and it kind of changed the outcome of the game. That's how it went. Yeah. yeah, there's no bums, so to say, playing D1 football. I mean, exactly. And it's that's D1 what I'm football, saying. you know. Um, so, two, my two last points. So, I look back. So, back in 2017, it was uh, the Hoosiers were actually winning at halftime 14 yeah. to 13, and they got steamrolled in, ha- at, uh, in the second half. And then 2018, uh, the Buckeyes were winning 28 20. So, that's what we need. And we, the margin for error against the Buckeyes is so small. We like need. You pretty much need to do everything perfectly, especially on the, uh, special teams. And right now we have a new kicker, um, Charles Campbell, who was amazing um, last year, transferred to Tennessee. So, you know, we we, we got to be damn near perfect. Yeah, and it, it, perfect. it honestly feels that way, yes. And I, I would agree. I was part of that, that team, you know, when it was 28 to 20. Um, and I, I think that it, it's, it's all about sticking to the script. You know, you, you, you know the game plan. You know exactly who you're facing. You know that mistakes can only be made so few. And so it's not about playing and being scared or not making a mistake. It's just going out there and playing freely and actually having confidence that, like, hey, like, we're going to beat these guys. And I think that's the reasons why we lost in the past. You know, tough games, you know, it's close, you know, time's ticking, Ohio's up, touchdown, and you're thinking it's out of the picture. And it's really not. And it's it's so easy to make so many, you know, plays that start stacking on top of each other in football. And so I think Indiana, once they get that momentum in this game one and really start picking up the pace and get things rolling, they need to ride that wave and, and don't look back, don't you know, worry about, you know, if we're, if we're slinging a rock and we got receivers eating the entire time and it's the fourth quarter now, don't change to running. Don't, don't, don't put the ball, you know, stick to the game. That's helping us get there already with that lead, you know, don't switch up anything or get nervous. And I felt that's what we kind of ran into in the past was that like we had our game plan. We stuck to the game plan and the game plan worked and then started working. And then we kind of just shifted from it and it, showed that we shifted from it um so i'm hoping that you know the hoosiers understand that we're more than capable of beating these boys and we will beat these boys week one but stick to the script don't get nervous don't fold under pressure stand 10 toes down and 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 rock out that's how i'm i'm viewing this it makes me want to go strap up yeah (laughs) i'll be there i'll be there and uh (laughs) So it was it was Kyle McCord who posted the Benz. Okay. His AMG. He was the like number one quarterback in the nation. He went to Texas. 
but then when Arch Manning decided to go there, he took he took his 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 ass to Columbus, and it's looking like he might not even start now. It could be sophomore Devin Devin Brown, whom was just as highly pretty much highly just as highly recruited and probably got just as much NIL, but um, he he's beatable. Like, granted, on the outside they have Marvin Harrison, who's going to be. I mean, he's going to be a problem. A future Hall of Famer. Yeah, but, we know he's going to be a problem. Like, double him, yeah. and then go from there. I mean, their their wide receivers are always good, but you know, like we can get to these guys. We can get to these guys. No, hundred percent for man. sure. Oh, I'm excited about that. All right, yeah, we can we can uh, yeah. we can switch into you know word on campus. Um, Let's do it. You know, you got any. You got any stories that you you know you you like to unfold about you know the week of Ohio? You've been there since you know your freshman year, so you got any stories you want to break down? Ooh, well, I got I got a funny fun funny story. <laughs> so after having a miserable year, right? Like I lost my pops, and then COVID hit. So things were going well my fre- uh well first semester of freshman year. I got COVID that week that we were playing Ohio State. They sent me to quarantine, and the game was on my birthday. So I'm just, like, strapped up. Like, granted, I'm, I'm like, ready to go. And then I'm watching it in, like, this, like, shitty dorm on campus. You know, we're down three touchdowns, and then we start coming back. And, man, I was was fired up. I was, like, I'm going to storm the streets. But that was was another good memory from – um, Ohio State. I went there last year. So yeah, I went to the shoe. Man, it's different. <laughs> I told you, man. Trust me, it, I know. It, it is I different. Know. Like, it, it, it's, so it's, um, it's, it's it's fun, but it's very different. It's uh, it can be uh, very loud and obnoxious, or it can be very intimidating, yeah. or it can be very motivating. It just depends on who you are as a person, I guess. Yeah. Granted, you know, I mean, we both wear red. Like, I, I can wear red, but. I couldn't imagine being a Wolverine fan walking into that stadium. <laughs> and, and I mean, vice versa. Like, <laughs> yeah, you're not getting any love. I mean, you're, if you're anyone but Ohio State, you're not getting any love walking in there, especially yeah. being the, the the main rival. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, you so you played Ohio State. Um, what was it like? You know, walking out of the shoe. What Man. was it like? And you got any good stories? Yeah, I mean, it was uh, it was definitely uh, like a surreal feeling, I, I should say. Um, you know, you see how big it is. And then at the time, my freshman year, when we first did that, you know, we had a lot of experience where, you know, our fans wouldn't stay at our games fully. So, we, you know, we'd be winning yeah. or if we're down by halftime, everyone would leave at, after halftime. And so we'd come out there and you'd be like, what, what the hell is going on, you know? And then you go yeah. to Ohio State and you just see freaking 70,000 people, 80,000 people, whatever it is. And it's just a different environment. So it was definitely crazy walking out. But I think it was a better feeling walking out um, my junior year. Um, it was actually after I broke 2017. my... 2017? Yeah, after I broke my ankle. Yeah. I had to sit out that entire previous season. So... I was just ready. I've been just sitting, you know, watching my teammates go at it for that previous year. And then I finally got to clear um, after that bowl game in San Francisco. Um, once I got that clear, man, 
it was just on my whole mindset shifted and I was just ready. And so walking out, you know, Memorial Stadium and seeing everybody just packed, the energy's rocking. You got the DJ with his little tent, you know, he's throwing down the bangers. And it was yeah. it was one of those moments where we're like, hey, we're going to whoop these boys. And we came out swinging. I actually put up, you know, some pretty good numbers against them. Um, and I was bullying some of their cornerbacks. Um, I'm not going to say any names, but it's there. It's on tape. Um, but uh, it was definitely, um, it was definitely, I think I, I would say walking out in Memorial Stadium, full house against Ohio State week one was way better than any other game I experienced, whether it was the shoe or Michigan or wherever it was. Um, it's nothing like having the, that love and support at home. And it actually ended up being, you know, a pretty good game. We ended up blowing it fourth quarter, third quarter. But you could see that that kind of set the tone for our team that, hey, like we're not standing down for any of these boys. Um, we didn't get the best season that year, but, you know, that was our mindset. And so um, I think that's that's probably one of the best feelings. Yeah. I can only imagine what it's what it's like, you know, playing. Um, I mean, I think anyone would kill to experience that. Like, I, I, I think being on the field is a completely different experience than what is in the stands. Um, of course. So to to end it here, I, I do want to talk about the quarterback battle between Brandon Soresby and Taven Jackson. Um. It's looking about fifty fifty right now. I think, I I don't think, I I I think for a fact that Allen won't name a starter before. Yeah, no, know, of course won. not. Like he's, like he did last he's year. He's not gonna let you game plan um, on him until the day of. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's it's looking like it's it's a good competition right now. I, <laughs> I saw the 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 um. Yeah, you got to see a lot of action. You got to tell me about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So during the spring game, um, Taven, Taven and Soresby both played well. Um, I believe Taven um, was intercepted and just just one interception. He used his legs and as well as Soresby. You know, everything's scripted, right? Um, the the thing that struck struck me is how similar the quarterbacks are Mm -hmm. with Taven just having a slightly I think better arm okay um or uh, vice versa um but I have no idea which way this is gonna go I I can tell for a fact that if Taven's not named the starter people won't be happy but they the the coaches can't afford to mess up the quarterback spot again because because the last two seasons have just gone really bad at the quarterback position, the most important position. Yeah. So I, I, think, I know. Yeah. I think, I think that it comes down to uh, if they're, they're very similar in play, I think it comes down to, you know, who knows the playbook? Well, who can, who can really control that offense and go out there and be trusted with it? I think that's what really boils down to, you know, who I'm going to put as my quarterback. Yeah. I think I think a lot of it is just who's going to look better in practice. I mean, you could have one day that Taven's playing really well, and this is what I think has been happening is you have – I mean, they're both sophomores. They're both really unexperienced. And, you know, one player has a really good day and another player has a good day. 
and honestly, <laughs> it could be like a court, uh, like we could see both quarterbacks against Ohio State. I have no idea. Um, if I had to guess, um, I would probably say Taven's going to be the starter. Just, yeah. but Soresby could easily get thrown in there. And I would probably say too, it's probably inside knowledge where you know the team knows because I feel like it's a it's a very hard transition to get prepared for such a you know big game and then not know who's going to be throwing me the ball. You know, as a a receiver from that standpoint, like you kind of develop certain relationships with the QBs and you know you you like getting thrown passes from one more than the other or you like one more like personality or leadership well so i think that it's definitely it's definitely understood who's probably the starting quarterback between the players um it's just not yeah. being publicly stated because i feel like yeah. that that's a huge you know part of the game plan like i need to know who's throwing to me week 1 and it's not that far out so um, I, I we don't know yet, but you know, like you said, I hope it's TJ because he's my breakout candidate player of the year, and I need him to go do some stuff because my goal is for Hoosiers, we're going to win the Big Ten. Okay, yeah, that's where I'm leading at with this. So I think <laughs> players definitely know, and I hope I'm right that it's TJ because game planning for that and not knowing who's who is definitely mind mind scrambling. I was gonna say something else, but mine's I'm gonna say mind scrambling for that one. Um it's a it's 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 just confusing just because like that like that leads the entire team. And you know, um hopefully it's TJ. Yeah. So my I I pulled up my notes from uh the scrimmage uh a couple weeks ago. Um and so Soresby played better. He was overall the better quarterback. Jackson had a pick and was more inaccurate, but he has the higher ceiling. And I I think as a as a wide out, like because my my breakout, you know, the group to look for is the wide receivers. Like I, I just want the quarterback who's got the camaraderie, who's got the, you know, chemistry with the wideouts because we don't, most people don't see that relationship. It's real, you know? Yeah, no, 100%. You know? I had, I made like, my quarterback, uh, my senior or junior year, he was my roommate. That's how serious it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, who knows? I mean, I would, I would think maybe this week. Just if you, um, if we if, see, if you're around the stadium yeah. this week, just see which quarterback pulls up in the AMG and then we know. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I know Taven got his NIL, but <laughs> he didn't get the AMG. So did Sorsby. So did Sorsby. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I mean, his brother just got a lot of <laughs> from the Warriors. So <laughs> yeah, that's different um, though. That's a different kind of bag. No, I know, I know. But yeah, we'll see. I I think Ohio State's probably gonna uh, name a starting quarterback uh, this week as well. But it's interesting because you have two sophomore quarterbacks from both programs who who, uh, you know, or go hand in hand and mm-hmm. they have to name a starter because we always, um, you know, like as a media, you know, you got to write stories, but 
you know, it could just be, it could just be bait from both programs. So we'll see. Uh, I don't, um, I don't, uh, I don't disagree with Taven, your take on Taven. I just, I just want the, the guy who, who's earned it. And, and if we need to see both quarterbacks play, we need to see both both quarterbacks play. But um, yeah, of course. Yeah. I anything mean, anything else you want to mention before we uh, wrap up this first pod? Yeah, I mean, I, I what you just said could kind of be uh, pretty interesting as well. I mean, I think that uh, you know if they're both that good, and you know maybe maybe we might see some split QB time here and there. Maybe one for you know the read option, one for the throwing game, or vice versa. So. Um, that's where I'm going to leave that. But, um, you know, uh, first podcast, you know, for Indiana football, you know, I'm excited to get this season rocking. Um, and I'm ready to see what we got in store for us. And, you know, I just like to thank everyone, you know, for tuning in. Um, and we're going to be doing this every week. So do not miss because it's only going to get more exciting and it's only going to get better. So I appreciate you guys. Yeah, and thank you. And we're going to try to give you the stuff that you won't find anywhere else. I'm on campus. I know what's going on. Um, I'm, I have a voice. Um, I'm not afraid to speak my mind when it comes to these things. And, you know, we, we are part of the program. You know, we are trying to change the narrative. And we, we aren't just doing this. <laughs> we aren't just doing this just to talk. Like, we want you guys to to hear what we have to say because not that we know what we're talking about but a lot of people in the building don't know what they're talking about so yeah man um, so yeah if you see this tune in and make sure you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend pull up to memorial stadium week one ohio state because it's go time